Yeah. Man, that's pretty powerful, isn't it? No turning back. See, here's the problem with that, though. You know, sometimes I overthink things, but, you know, I have decided. See, if I make the decision to follow Jesus, I can change my mind. Right? But when you die to yourself, come on, church. When you die, see, a dead man can't change his mind because a dead man can't think, right? So when I've died and I'm living for Christ, there ain't no changing. There ain't no going back. So church, where are we at? Some old boys, old pastors, they get together once a week and they go to breakfast. You know, and they talk about stuff that's going on in the church and they talk about, you know, because really, sometimes as a pastor, you can't talk to nobody. Because, you know, as soon as people find out you're a pastor, you know they shut up. <laughs> huh? I don't introduce myself as a pastor a lot because as soon as I do, man, you can see it. It just, it just changes. So these cats, man, they're going to breakfast, you know. And, and one guy, he said, man, he said, I'm, having, I'm just having a fit. He said, man, I'm having a tough time. He said, man, what's going on? He said, man, we got bats in our sanctuary. He said, what? Yeah, we got an old church, and you know, there's a, like a little bell tower where the steeple went that used to ring, you know, 100 years ago. He said, but we got bats. He said, man, I've done everything in the world. I, I can't get rid of the bats. He said, I've done everything in the world I know to do. He said, man, I need some help. One old boy, older pastor sitting over there, he didn't say a whole lot. He said, well, he said, just baptize them. <laughs> he said, baptize them, they'll disappear. Unfortunately, there's some truth in there. We baptized over 220 people here at Freedom Biker Church since 2009. Unfortunately, many aren't here. They've disappeared. Now, are they at another church? We assume, because we never heard from them. Okay? Guys, baptism is serious. Baptism is a serious act of obedience, right? I recognize I'm a sinful person. I can't do it on my own. You ever got to the end of yourself? Huh? 
Have you been there yet? If you ain't got it in yourself, I'm just saying, you got to get to the end of yourself and realize there ain't nothing in the world that can feel this in here. But anything but Jesus. The only thing that can feel that is Jesus Christ. I've been there, right? That's when we repent. We, we repent of our sins, ask for forgiveness, and we give our life to Christ. And the Holy Spirit of God comes in to live in us, and we're transformed. That would have been a great place to say praise God if you're His. See, here's the thing, man. It shows the world what we believe in, who we believe in, who I'm putting my faith in, who I've surrendered my life to, you know, the one that came and died on that cross for us. That was done just for you. That, that's what a uh, uh, baptism is. And look, man, our life should reflect that transformation, right? We should grow and develop and mature in him, and the world should see that transformation, right? Jesus said in Matthew 5, let your light shine, right? Imagine getting married. See, this is not my, this is not my, this is not Kelly. That's not Kelly. This is a symbol of my marriage. This is a symbol of what happened, you know, 1998. Okay? This says, hey, I'm off the market. I belong to one. Now, but imagine that day, that ceremony takes place. I go back to my house. Kelly goes back to her house. And we never move forward with our relationship. What kind of marriage are we going to have? Is it going to last? How long have y'all been married, Mr. Ted, Miss Violet? How many? 63 years? <laughs> see, see, if I've decided to follow Jesus and I change my mind, I disappear. There ain't going to be no 63 years in a relationship like that. Okay? What do we do in a marriage relationship? Man, we go home. There's a honeymoon period, right? Woohoo! And we hope the honeymoon lasts a long, long time. We grow together. What happens in that marriage relationship? We become one, and there's fruit produced, right? Maybe kids, maybe grandkids, maybe... And the same thing applies in us if we're believers in Jesus Christ. There should be fruit in our life. Remember in Matthew 13, Jesus gave the parable about the four soils? See, when we're planted and when we grow in Christ, we produce a harvest, some 30, some 60, some 100. Man, people need to see, people need to see fruit in our life if we've been baptized, church. Otherwise, we're just checking off the list some spiritual activity. Man, if that was you at some point in time, you just got baptized because you, it's the right thing to do. Man, rethink that, because it should be a relationship. It should be a powerful relationship. It's really an act of surrender. It's really an act of surrender. I'm surrendering my life for Christ. I'm surrendering my life to Christ. I'm dying to myself. Look at Romans 6, 3, and 4. I'm not going to preach today. Romans 6, 3, and 4. <laughs> Do you not know that all of us, listen to this, man, don't you take this serious, because It's serious. Do you not know that all of us who've been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? What's that mean? It means you died. Look, we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of God the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. What does that mean? 
That means, look, baptism don't save you. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, saves you. But, man, I do believe when you come up out of that water, there's a change. There's something different. You need to look different, act different, live different. Okay? Because I believe the Holy Spirit of God does something in us, man. I do. I remember when I come up out of the water, everything was new. Okay? Galatians 3.27. And all who've been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. That filthy and them filthy rags that we used to wear, we took those off and we burned them. And look, not, not, not only is baptism a symbol of our dying, being raised a new life in Christ, it's also a symbol of being baptized into the body of Christ. Okay? We become one as a church. And this whole business about, well, I ain't got to go to church. I can worship anywhere I want to. No, you can't. Well, yes, you can. You can worship anywhere you want to, where two more are gathered in my name. Yeah, you can have church. But I'm telling you, it's not the same thing as when we come together consistently, day to day, week to week, get involved, do life together, because Jesus said, that church, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I got news for you, man. Sometimes when we say, well, I can just worship at the house watching nature. Yeah, okay. You ain't worshiping, Jack. I'm not. I'm just saying. It's an excuse not to, not to get up, get dressed, and come. It's an excuse not to get involved because we want to be secluded because our old sinful nature wants to isolate. Okay? Man, rather than disappear... Rather than disappearing, it should make us more passionate about being engaged, being visible, being involved actively. Okay? It should. It should stimulate you to do that. I'm going to read this, and then we're going to get on with our baptism. 2 Corinthians 5, 15 through 21. It's powerful, man. Paul says, look, he, meaning Jesus, died for everyone so that those who receive this, his new life will no longer, listen to these words, man. Those who receive this new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. He said, look, so, so we've stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. What does that mean? I've stopped looking at other people from my sinful nature, Right? I put, I, put, I put my spiritual glasses on, right? I see things the way the Holy Spirit wants me to see things. Now, if you don't have the Spirit, what can you do? can't do that. So we've stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know Him now. Wow. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And this, and, and, and all of this, he says, is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. So you stop right there for a minute. That's one reason we allow. Guys, if you're getting baptized today, that's one reason we let you come up here and share your story. Okay? 
Because see, sometimes when Bill and I speak, you know, people just, they, they, I don't know what happens, hearing aids, just the, the, the volume goes boop. Some people turn it off, man. They do. It's like, remember, remember your parents? They tell you stuff, tell you stuff, tell you stuff, and then you hear it from a buddy, you hear it from a, a girlfriend, or you hear it from one of, your, one of your, your boys, you know, hear the same thing, and it's like, wow, you never heard it before. And your parents go, man, I've been telling you for 10, 15 years. You don't hear it from a pastor. You don't hear it when you read God's Word. But somebody in the church comes up and shares, and then maybe it clicks. But this scripture is why we do that. We have a wonderful message of reconciliation. We're Christ's ambassadors. God's making his appeal through us. God's going to make his appeal to people sitting here and online today through you and your message. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. And I want to pause there for a minute. If you've been saved for a long time, maybe you were baptized 100 years ago. But it was just something you did checking off, checking off something on that list of religious activity. Or if it didn't have, what I've, what I've shared this morning, if it didn't have this impact in your life, man, I'll, I'll, you need to get on your knees and you need to go to the Lord. And you need to ask God to reveal to you what you need to do. Okay? Come back to God. And then verse 21, For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Praise God. So today we have some folks that are going to be baptized today. You're going to come in here. Man, they're nervous. They're nervous. So pray for them as they come up and as they share. Okay? And uh, give them your undivided attention. Don't let Satan distract us this morning from God, God, what God wants to do. And, and guys, for those of you guys who are being baptized, come up. Man, speak. This microphone here. Speak into it. Because if we don't hear, we don't hear. And we need to hear. Right? We need to hear what you've got to say. So uh, first this morning, and I'll, I'll announce, I'll share with you when your time is coming. But first this morning is going to be Lily Lockamy. And then after Lily, Lisa Britt. So Lily, you guys come. I want to get baptized just because I need to show you how much I love Jesus and to see you around here. Okay, sit down right there. Hi, Lily, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Raised to new life in Jesus Christ. Lisa? Go share with us. God is good. And I am a miracle. I have prayed and prayed and prayed for him to take the bad things that were making my life miserable out of my life. And he did. And I kept praying. I wanted to feel him. I kept asking for forgiveness, forgiveness. And I just won't say the right words. And then finally I said, dear God, I repent. I repent. 
And all of a sudden, everything in my heart changed. And I just, it just busted out. Right now, I'm just as nervous as I was the night I got married. <laughs> Y'all have kids. <laughs> After Lisa, Braden Maynard. Lisa, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Raised to new life in Jesus Christ. I wanted to be baptized is because I want to give my sin to God and I just and I also want to thank everyone that's here for being here and all that so. Braden, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Raise the new life in Jesus Christ. Chloe Schuler, and then after Chloe, we have Heather Worrell. Hi, um, I'm getting baptized because... Uh, I don't want to say. Um, um, I've just had a really hard past year, and I'm trying to do better. And having a relationship with God has helped a lot, and I just want to give myself to God. Chloe, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Raise the new life in Jesus Christ. Heather? After Heather, we have Mark Delaman. I grew up living for myself, doing things for me and what I wanted. My grandfather offered to take me to church where I learned about God. That church became my second home. Finding God saved me from myself. A verse I found when I was at the lowest is Psalm 94, 17 through 19. Unless the Lord, unless the Lord had given me help, I would soon have dwelt in the silence of death. When I said, my foot is slipping, your unfailing love, Lord, supported me. When anxiety was great within me, your cons, I cannot read that word. Consolation brought me joy. Christ saved me when I didn't think anyone could. I want to continue to... <laughs> I want to continue to live my life for Christ. I chose to get baptized today so I can give Christ my life and soul and do what it is he wants me to do. Amen. 
Hither I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Grace to new life in Jesus Christ. Mark, Mark Delaman. This is Mark, and Mark asked me to read, read this for him. Sometimes it comes with a, a struggle for Mark. I was baptized seven times as a child, like every new church, just to be a member. As J.D. has stated, just getting wet. I joined the Army in 1980, being the best that I could be, excelling way beyond my belief. But in June of 1983, I found my wife pregnant. Finding myself on levy to Germany, I chose to take a vacation to save my marriage. We left a vacation July 1, 1983 to South Padre Island in a 1980 Toyota hatchback. I slept in the back of the hatchback as she drove. She pulled over to sleep and a semi pulling two trailers rear-ended us. We were found 30 to 45 minutes later. It's only by the grace of God that we were not killed. My wife and the baby were spared, but I was another story. I underwent brain surgery, facial reconstruction, a broken neck, broken back in two places, and for the next one and a half years would go through physical and mental therapy. I was honorably discharged from the Army for medical issues and over the next 34 years just lived through life trying to survive the best that I could, helping raise six kids, divorcing, remarrying. 2017, I was diagnosed with a large brain tumor. I was given four to six months. I called the family in, made the necessary arrangements. I survived the brain surgery, was put in a nursing home and given only one to three years to live. During that time, my bank account and home was drained, social security disability money was drained. And after some time at my parents, I became homeless, living in my vehicle. I was in and out of hospitals due to homelessness, traveled four different states in my homelessness, then in February, uh, February 2019, I became so sick and tired of fighting through life, sick and tired of being sick and tired. You ever been there? You ever been sick and tired of being sick and tired? I got to the end of myself, and that's when I sincerely asked God to save me, when I sincerely surrendered my life to Christ. In January this year, I moved to Fayetteville, and through some unique circumstances, it was introduced to two strangers who led me to a place to live and through them a church home at Freedom. Today I'm being baptized, not because I'm a new member, but because I cried out to God and Jesus saved me. And I want to live my life for Him. And then Mark adds, maybe you're here today or watching online and you're exactly where I was. You're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Maybe you're at the end of yourself. Or maybe you're just struggling through life. The answer, the hope, the peace you're looking for is only in Jesus. Surrender to Him today. Mark, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Raise the new life in Jesus Christ. Last, we've got David Bogart. David wants me to read this for him. 
some, uh, some struggle with uh, public speaking. They said, the truth is, I could stand here and talk about anger, anxiety, depression, and much more, but it's not about me. I spent the first 33 years of my life for me. I did what I wanted, and if things didn't go my way, I'd get angry. But you know, maybe somebody here online can relate to this. Maybe you're still in this place. It's a place many of us have walked through. It's a place that at times seems uh, impossible to escape. And to be honest, without Jesus Christ, we can't. See, I spent years of my life believing that there had to be a God. Not that I believed in Jesus, but I believed in a higher power. Then I'd backslide and lose belief. But I thank the Lord for that. Not only would it help me grow in uh, the long run, but I would get to experience what life would be like if God didn't exist. What a cold world it would be. Life would have no meaning at all. We'd live, work, and eventually die. Our loved ones would soon follow the same process, and it would be as if we never existed. Surely this isn't the world uh, that we would want to live in. Thankfully, we don't have to. We see the proof of this in the fine-tuning of the universe. In fact, there's even books uh, by major atheists like Anthony Flew who admit the need for a creator. But that's only half the puzzle. See, at 33 years old, I became confident the truth was in the Abrahamic religions. But which ones? I didn't know what to believe, so I prayed. See, I knew the Old Testament uh, that had come first, but I certainly didn't realize how uh, it points to a perfect picture of Jesus. But it does. In fact, if you haven't read much of the Old Testament, please do so. Please study it. I really think you'll be amazed by the way it points directly to our need of Him. But let me tell you again, now that I'm here at 34, I'm still not perfect, not even close. I still struggle. The difference between me then and now is I believe each day is a blessing. Uh, we have an opportunity to get better uh, and to learn to get out of God's way. I praise Him for what He's done even when I didn't believe. He introduced me to my wife uh, who helped guide me down the right path even when I didn't want to. He gave me a grandmother who's prayed for this day for 34 years. Like I said in the beginning, it's not about me, it's about Him, which is why today I want to be baptized to show my love and obedience to God. David, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Raised a new life in Jesus Christ. Pray, pray for these guys. And look, a lot of them are nervous. They don't know what to say, but there, there's power in that. There's power in our words. Guys, we don't need to be ashamed of Jesus. We don't need to be ashamed of, look, man, I can talk about my motorcycle for hours. I can talk about old job I had. I can talk about I can talk about stupid stuff for hours. Can't y'all? You can, I know, we do it. Why can't I talk about the one that changed my life forever? Right? Guys, we need to be prepared. You're gonna meet people every day. I read that scripture in 2 Corinthians 5, okay? We're his ambassadors, right? If you got the Holy Spirit of God in you, then God is orchestrating every day. Okay, he's orchestrating every day somebody you're going to run into. You might be the only Jesus with skin on that they ever see. You might be the hope that they have for that day. Do you realize that? 
Guys, we got to be prepared. Get a poker chip. Get a business card from Freedom. Be prepared. Be looking for that. Wake up in the morning and say, God, I'm your slave. I'm here today to serve you. You, you, you direct my path. Lord, help me see it. Help me see it before I get there so I don't see it after the fact when I'm home, right? Going, wow, I, I, I should have. That person was trying to talk to me about God, and I'm just stupid, didn't even think about it. No, man. Pray and be prepared, okay? And if it's nothing more than saying three little words, hey, man, I, I don't know how to answer you, but here's what I know. Jesus loves you, right? Man, we got to do that, church. We got to be those ambassadors, okay? So pray for these who've been baptized today. Guys, for those of you who got baptized today, man, I want you to live it out loud for Jesus Christ, okay? Don't let this be something that you just checked off your list. Live it out loud. Grow, right? You're off the market. You don't belong to Satan no more. You belong to Jesus Christ, right? So live for Him. Live in Him. To the glory of God the Father. Amen. Father, we praise you for a great day. I pray for those, Lord, who have been baptized today. I pray that you give them a supernatural power and strength, Lord, to, to live their life out loud for you. Father, I, it's not a decision. We Yes, we make a decision to, to surrender and confess our sins to you. But, Lord, once your spirit comes in, then, Lord, we die to ourselves. We surrender. We give up that life to live the new life in Jesus Christ. I made a commitment. I said a vow one day. I can't undo that vow. Lord, help us. Help us as a body of believers to understand how serious our relationship with you is and the influence and the impact that we have in this world around us. Not only with each other, but with people outside of our church body, Lord. Those that don't know you. We have a purpose, Lord. Our purpose is in that relationship with you. And that purpose is also to help reconcile. To help introduce others to you. Father, I praise you for today. What a great day indeed. As we go forward now, Lord, I pray that we would be focused. I pray that we would, Lord, we would be intentional. Intentional about seeing where you're working. And then being an instrument of light. Help us, Lord, to live such a way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.